Welcome to another episode of the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and each week on this podcast, I talk to some of the most fascinating people on the planet in all areas of life, from mindset to fitness to spirituality, and of course, business. Look, I believe you deserve success in all the areas of your life, not only business. But before we get into today's show, you may want to join us on our next Work Hard, Play Hard experience. This year, we're going to be going to Mykonos and Marrakesh. In these experiences, I have hand-selected a group of high-performing business people who are seeking more balance, connection, and they want to celebrate their wins as a reward for the hard work that they put in. If you want someone to curate once-in-a-lifetime experiences and force you to play more, rush over to workhardplayhardexperience.com. Fill out an application so we can jump on a discovery call to see if this is a good fit for you. And remember, excuses are over. It's time to live. Our job is not to help people lose weight. It's to help them transform. And transformation is keeping the weight off. And obviously, yes, there's a physiological component to that, but then there's also this massive mental component as well. My mission is to eradicate obesity-related suffering from humanity. For 20 years, I've spent with people who are suffering, who don't have to suffer. And there are solutions that are not invented yet. So who's going to make them? Why shouldn't I? I'm on this relentless mission to find those solutions. And that makes me feel good about who I am. Whereas I will be the first to tell you, I got pulled into the financial side of things and it clouded my judgment. Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Work Hard, Play Hard show. Today on the show is Chris Powell. Chris is best known for his many years on the television show, Extreme Weight Loss. I had his wife on a few weeks ago and we went deep into their backstory. So there's no reason for us to revisit that area. Go check out that episode. We covered a lot about their marriage, how they started their business, their television show, everything. It's a great episode. Go check that out. I recommend before, you don't need to, but before listening to this, I think it'd be good for context. Today, I wanted to switch gears up a bit and talk about his new concept, which is a workout app. Now, you're asking yourself, really? Are you really gonna make me listen to a podcast about a workout app? Yes, there is nothing like this out there in the world that does what this workout app does. This episode is perfectly timed for what we're all going through right now, what we're all up against, which is mental health, working from home, trying to figure out a way to, to work out, etc. This app, I'm telling you, is the 80-20 on how to get over a lot of things as it relates to your body, to your diet, to your hydration, and to your mental attitude. Trust me on this. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this is amazing. So, if you're experiencing some challenges and you can use some coaching during this time, head over to workhardplayhardcoaching.com, fill out my coaching application, and we'll see if I can help you. All right, please enjoy this conversation with Chris Powell. Chris Powell, welcome to the show. Thank you, my friend. How are you? I am really good. You know, so first of all, let me say this. I had your wife uh, here. Well, that sounds weird, but I had your <laughs> had your wife 
My wife was here too. Well, that even sounds weird. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we did a, we did an interview and we went, um, God, I was going to do my third one. We went, we did a deep dive. This is just getting worse. Just keep we did, yourself in, brother. <laughs> we did a deep dive into the Powell backstory. Um, so most of that will live on that podcast. And it's not really necessary that we go into all of that. And if people want to check out that episode, came out last week with Heidi Powell. Go check that out. So the, Chris, the reason why I wanted to have you on the show today is for a couple of reasons that has developed over the course of, I'd say, the last two or three weeks. So when Heidi was here, she was super gracious about giving me access to the app and giving it, giving it a shot. Um, and I did. And so I went to the gym and I started working out on it, working out with it. And I was immediately taken by, I think the word I'm going to use is emotional intelligence. That feels like the right word to use here. How emotionally intelligent the app was in my ability to use it at the gym. Now, we'll get into that in a second. But it wasn't until I had to figure out when the gym closed where I was going to work out and what I was going to do. And that started with you know me going to the beach, which is a couple of blocks from my house, and then them close, closing the beach. I couldn't do that. And then it was going to the park, and then they closed the park, and then I had to do it on the sidewalk. And I've been using the app the whole time. And what I started to realize was the app became this sort of mental health that I needed to be able to do a couple of things. One was to record my water intake. Two was to have the food, which we'll get into in a minute, so clearly laid out for you where you have all six meals for the day laid out. And if you don't like it, you hit a button and in less than one-tenth of a thousandth of a second, they all change. And you get a brand new set of meals. Like you cannot screw this thing up. But the big kicker was listening to when you're feeling down and tired and weak like and lethargic, like we are all going through this crazy mental thing listening to your voice and her, your wife's voice guiding me through represented something different this time than it did working out at the gym. It represented more of a life kind of thing. So I know that was a long intro, but I wanted to just set the stage for why I'm doing this interview with you. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you. First and foremost, I, it means the world to me that you have you've gotten so much from something that we have poured our blood, sweat, and tears into it. We've put so much passion into this, and I'm so glad that you've you you have had that experience. And that's that is the transformation experience that we want everybody to have utilizing this technology. So thank you, first and foremost, just on my behalf. Thank you. You are so you are so welcome, and we're gonna we're, we're gonna uh, first. I'd like to dip around a bit into how you how and why 
you thought about creating the app? Because I think there's a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to the show that dance around with the idea of doing an app and you know they come up with this sort of scaled down version of it and it's never exactly what they wanted and they, sure. they don't have the right development team and they, they mm. just give up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yours is the exact opposite. Yours is just... It just is amazing. So um, the app is called, you're welcome. The app is called Transform, perfect title. And in the click of a button, for somebody that wants to work out at home, work out in the gym, cross train, or dance, which I didn't choose, but I think it would be fun <laughs> maybe one day with a couple shots of tequila. Yes. Um, yes. To and try the dance. Yourself, record yourself on TikTok. You're doing it. And it will <laughs> yeah. be a viral sensation overnight. I promise. Uh, <laughs> what was it? That, I mean, other than the obvious, the obvious is people, you know, work out all kinds of different ways. But what was it that led you to choosing those, um, those lanes? Well, uh, for for those who have followed our journey, you would know that weight loss is our specialty, and, and that's our passion, is helping people through the journey of weight loss. Um, and that's really what, what I've dedicated my life and my mission toward is eradicating obesity-related suffering from humanity. And I know it's a it's a huge audacious goal, but at the same time, that's like that is what I've committed my life to. And but but to to come back around to your question, um what well the one thing we found is that so we've helped a lot of people through the journey, the weight loss journey, when they reach their ideal weight. But then if they don't have anywhere to go from there, then it's so easy to fall back into those old habits and patterns. And so when we first built the app, the app was solely a weight loss program. But then we realized that we, we would be remiss to, to, to take away the next chapter of someone's journey because then we realized it's not about weight loss. This whole thing is a transformation journey. So when they actually achieve their ideal weight, when they reach their goal, where do you want to go now? What do you want to do? Like you can you can focus on muscle gain, getting shredded, uh, or you can do sports and performance. And so that's what we also wanted to bring in. You know, the iron gym aspect of it, the cross training aspect, etc. Or at the same time, then then once we we started building those out, we're like, well, wait a second. I mean, really, when it comes to just the weight loss side of things, that's all. That's mostly nutrition driven. And so now. You can have someone who's looking to lose weight, but they've got access to an iron gym, or they love cross training. They love CrossFit, so now we can we can bring all of these together. So it just it turns into one thing where we, we can transform the the human body physiologically, most significantly through nutrition. And then wait, now, what do you have access to? Is it just body weight? Is it your home? Do you have a a pull up bar and a box? Do you have dumbbells at home, or do you have access to a gym? Do you have access to cross training? What, what do you have access to? And let's let's paint this beautiful transformation where you get to be the artist and you get to select you get to select you know the the tools that you want to play with and we'll guide you along the way. So that's well, not, that's how not all only that, programs came into play. Okay. Not not only that, but when you select that, let's say you select um, Iron Gym, you select from there phase one through phase eight. So where, you know, where are you? Are you somebody that this is your first time at the gym? Well, maybe you're going to be a beginner, right? So you're going to be a phase one. Are you somebody who's been training for 20 years? Well, you know, let's, let's crank it up to phase eight. Yeah. And they really change. So when you do the workouts, there are three things that I believe are truly, 
transformative, pun intended, about this app. The first is that there is a short looping video that shows you how to do the exercise. So you may think that you know exactly how to do a bench press and you're probably going to be about 70% right. But if you watch this video and you look at it, you know, the obvious ones are, you know, when somebody, when there's an exercise on there that says like, you know, do the triple Lindy and you're like, what the hell is a triple Lindy? <laughs> like, right. like you need the video to help you. Yeah. But I would encourage people who are, are somebody that's used to working out to, to read through the written instructions, which is like two or three paragraphs, not a lot, and the video that's looping right there so that you can see precisely exactly how to do it. Now, when you're doing the workout, you get these audio cues from you and or your wife that I mentioned at the opening that keep you motivated and engaged and get you through the workout quicker. And then there's a button that you know, if you have a shoulder injury and you can't do pull-ups, you hit this little button called modify and magically, like instantly the whole freaking thing changes and gives you another video, yeah. another exercise. It's like you took every excuse out of it and made it so dirt simple. Yes. Walk, walk me through that process of coming up with all of those little things. Do you like stay up at night and think like, oh, I forgot, I forgot the modify button. Yes. Like, like is that, yes, <laughs> yes. That's, that's actually, that's exactly what I do. I, I'm, I'm not kidding you. I am up till about 2, 2.30 every morning and I have been for the last three years. And it's legitimately coming up with things that I forgot or things that I missed or solutions that we need to add to it. And then I'll just jump on with my development team and I'll, we'll map it together and then we'll build it. And all of these came from just being in the trenches with people, training them all walks of life for 20 years. So I've, I've been through it all. I've seen it all. I've heard it all. And I literally thought of like, how can we create the solution for everyone? And to do that through technology... It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's difficult because it's choose your own adventure, but there's like a hundred different paths that you're looking at, right? And so you actually have to think of all hundred of them as you guide people through this adventure. Well, but, this is what's so, this is what's so interesting to me. Even if you take, if we move past the weights and we talk about the nutrition section, you did the same thing there. You have it set up for people that, you know, want, want to cycle high carb days and low carb days, the ability to select keto at the click of a button, yes. um, the ability to hit a button and your entire meals change. As, as, as I mentioned earlier, it's, it's, it is impossible to have an excuse. And when you come up with the, the high and low carb days, um, I, one of the videos in the, in the app, and again, don't like, don't feel like this is a course, like it's not a course. <laughs> right. It's like a looping two second video that gives you exactly what you need to know. But when you come up with, uh, when I, when you first get into the, uh, to the nutrition section, you talked about, um, a deck of cards analogy and why you chose the nutrition the way you did. Can you explain that? Yeah, absolutely. It seems there's this old school mentality when it comes to weight loss. And, and I don't know how it's lasted this long, but so many people, well, I, I know why it's, it's, 
it's sensationalized. And you know, it's it's one of those things where most people think, well, I need to lose weight. So I'm going to slash my calories. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat twelve hundred calories a day or I'm gonna eat fifteen hundred calories a day. And because you heard, you know, your friend Susan did that and she lost a lot of weight or Susan did keto or, and when, when she was doing keto, she was eating 1300 calories a day or whatever that might be. And yep. so, and because Susan got results, you're like, well, I need to do the same thing. But unfortunately, so many people, you know, following that same pattern, physiologically, you know, the, the, the human body has got all these built in mechanisms that prevent starvation you know they, they prevent muscle wasting they prevent all these different things they're, they're survival mechanisms and so you know I, my, my formal education is in physiology which like thank goodness I'm, I'm one of the few that actually like applied what I what I studied in, in college and um, and so it's all about body hacks and and really the new school methodology for weight loss and weight loss done right because the thing is yes you can manipulate the human body and you can get it to lose weight but there's a whole new twist in here and that's human behavior and when you when you're at a calorie deficit deficit for significant for a significant period of time your body goes through hormonal reactions, enzymatic reactions. And so physiologically, you, you are then driven to change your behavior because you experience cravings and hunger and all these other things. And so while you may be able to slash down to 1,200 calories for 90 days, lose a lot of weight, but we all know the story. What happens as soon as you stop? Then all, before you know it, you can't control yourself in these 5,000 calorie binges and you end up gaining all the weight back. And so the, the new school way to, to lose weight the right way is a step-down method. And that's where we talk about playing cards with the body. You're playing poker with your body when you're losing weight the right way. And you, the last thing you ever want to do is show your body all the cards at once because your body is made to adapt. It's a beautiful machine that has survived tens of thousands of years because of these built-in mechanisms. So what you do is you play one card and that one card is a 100 to 200 calorie deficit. That's it. And and immediately when you show that card, your body starts to react and, and that reaction is weight loss. So you start losing weight and then your body, as it begins to adapt, becomes more efficient to that one card that you played. Once, it, once the weight loss slows down, you play another card and then you play another card. And Lifestyle-wise, we're creating a pattern that's not insanely dramatic. We're not restricting and depriving. All we've done is just shave off 150 to 200 calories. That's it. So it's you're not experiencing these overwhelming cravings and this overwhelming hunger. It's very gradual. And then once your body adapts to that, you play another card. And then you play another card. And you keep this game lasting. Otherwise, if you're playing poker... What happens if you're sitting there and you literally just throw all your cards on the table? Well, yeah, you, you might get somewhere at first. And then after that, it's game over. Your body goes through all these adaptations and you've got nowhere to go from there. So, so you're, you're cycling. You're cycling it, it with so that there's no adaptability. The body doesn't get used to it. And you're always in the same way that you're changing your workouts every month. You're changing your diet so that your body does not adapt. Bingo. Yeah. It, it's the simplest of body hacks that it blows my mind why more people don't apply it because it's so effective. And honestly, you know, people are like, oh my gosh, how, how do you help these people achieve such remarkable results? Well, we're literally just hacking their body the whole time. Like we understand how it works. And if you know that, you know, you can manipulate it without 
creating something that's just so unsustainable for people. And, and by the way, like at the end of the day, you can get someone to their ideal weight. And instead of them having to eat 1200 calories a day for the rest of their life to maintain that weight, now they've lost all their weight and they're eating 1800 calories a day or 2000 calories a day. That's a lot more sustainable. So like our job is not to help people lose weight. It's to help them transform and transformation is keeping the weight off. And obviously, yes, there's a physiological component to that, but then there's also this massive mental component as well. So how do you think about that in your own life? Because now you've got, you know, you clearly have your nutrition pretty well dialed in. Is it, you know, is it super intentional for you where you're like, you know, today I'm going to be, I'm going to make sure that I go, you know, in the same way that the app is designed, I'm going to go a little higher today on the carbs and tomorrow I'm going to go a little lower. Like, is that kind of like what your day-to-day personally looks like? Yes, it, it does. But at the same time, I mean, I've been doing this for a long time. You know, I've been, yeah. I've been just carb cycling for almost 20 years. And so I'll usually eat higher carb um, on the days that I'm doing more intense weightlifting and lower carbs on the days that I'm not intense weightlifting. And and I just, I naturally do it. I don't think twice about it, but because I've lived it for a long time, it's always in the back of my mind. And so there, there's always that purpose, that intention behind it, but it's not that big of a deal to me. But what I'll also do is, I really, we really do live by that kind of 80-20 rule in that we will intentionally eat relatively healthy. Like, right, as, we, as soon as we started, just before we started recording, you know, you're like, Chris Powell, and I'm like... Hello, wrong. <laughs> you got a mouthful <laughs> of chicken, yeah. I was eating some chicken and rice. Because you got to eat. You yeah. got to eat. I was eating some chicken and rice. I worked out this morning. You know, I got a, a great little workout in. So I'm, I'm eating a little bit more high carb today. And then, and you know, usually breakfast and maybe a snack and lunch might be, they're, they're going to be really, they're going to be healthier meals. And then I'm, I might enjoy, gosh, what, a couple days ago, we went, I went to In-N-Out and I had a, a burger and fries. And, yeah. um, yeah, so, and, and again, it's not like, oh, you know, once a month I go to In-N-Out. No, I'll usually go probably twice a week. And, and it's wonderfully enjoyable. Oh, like last, no- last night I had some chips. I had problems and I didn't have one serving. I probably had four. Yeah. <laughs> but because I'm eating, and guess what? I also ate right out of the bag. I didn't portion it or anything. I literally got the big old Costco-sized bag, and I just kept dipping my hand in and eating, right? But at the same time, I also ate relatively... I, I made really good choices throughout the day. And so I can do that, and I know that it's it's not going to catch up to me because of the consistency. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Your, your wife comes here, and she's got a marshmallow bar from... Uh, from Starbucks, you know, and she's got shoulders that look like the side of a mountain, right. you know, you're, you're, you, you look like the mountain and <laughs> well, and, and, I'm and, about and three you, feet shorter, shorter than the mountain, but <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But the, the 80, 20 that you guys are living is allowing you to live a life that is, you're like, you're having fun and you're, you're, you're eating, you're eating what you want, but you're being mindful. You're not, you're not doing 80, 20 the other way where right. you're doing, where you're doing shit for 80, 80% of it. Um, you know what I mean? Like I yeah. get it. Okay. All right. So I also want to talk a little bit about, um, from a business standpoint, the app, um, my question, and we started at the beginning before we were recording, which is, um, that you outsource the app to, uh, to India and maybe you can talk a little bit about, you know, for people that are considering doing an app themselves, what does that process look like? And what have you, you know, what have you learned if you had to do it over again? What, how would you recommend people do it? Oh, wow. You know, so 
getting into this app business, and I, I was coming from a place where I didn't, I didn't understand anything about it, but it just sounded like a really good idea, you know. And it was, it was, it was a dream of mine early on when we were doing the show because we had so many people writing in and asking for help. We could only help fifteen people a year, so we said, when this is all done, we need to build this massive virtual platform and bring transformation to the masses. And the only way we could do that is through technology. So as soon as the show ran its course, contract was up. We said, "Okay, let's dive into let's dive into the app." Um, so me and my our next door neighbor, um, he's like, "Hey guys, I'd love to help out however I can." So he, me and Sonny, we jumped in and we actually just started re- reaching out to some of our friends who had helped us build our websites. We're like, "Hey, do you guys know any software developers? You know, anyone who could actually develop apps for us?" Oh yeah, I know a guy that can do this, and yeah, he's built some apps. For you know this company and that company, awesome. Get us in, in contact with them. We ended up just just going through friends of friends. We ended up going the wrong direction for about nine months. We spent about seventy five to eighty grand going in the wrong direction, um, just not knowing what we were doing. And and you know, unfortunately, the app world out there because the. They, there are so many apps. There's so many ideas out there, but there's also there's some there's definitely some nefarious people out there, and, and I, more than anything, they they take advantage of people that just don't know that have good intentions, but they just don't know how it works. It's kind of like you go to a car mechanic. If you clearly know how to how to fix your car, and they know it, they're not going to cheat you, right? But if you go in there and you obviously have zero idea how to fix your car. Sometimes they're going to triple the price on you, right? And uh, and you're not going to see your car for two weeks because they're going to be out joyriding it or whatever. So unfortunately, that does happen in the app world and it happens a lot. And, and we found ourselves taken advantage of. We were going that direction and it was a conversation with a mutual friend of, of ours who literally lives in the neighborhood. He's a chief technical officer for another company he he is a software engineer he's a lead developer for this comp- for this company so we were explaining kind of our woes with them and saying hey they, they keep we keep sitting down and going through design and the process and all this stuff but we, we haven't seen anything he's like that's not right I need to see code so we we brought our friend in to some of these meetings with these uh, with these developers and he's like finally we just got a point said let's cut to the chase show me the code Show me the code that you guys are building. And they're like, okay, give us a couple days. So a couple days later, they literally just give them this, this crap, just spaghetti crap. And they, or they call it like spaghetti code. It's just this like run-on bunch of junk. He came back. He's like, guys, I am so sorry, but you've been, you've been taken. And so that's where he said, please, you know, just as a friend of a friend, let me help you out. I've worked with development teams. And there's, there's some hotspot countries that you can go to that are that actually have decent development, like Argentina, Ukraine, India. Believe it or not, there's some decent there's some decent development in Mexico. But those those are just some of the hot spots. There's a few others that are popping up here and there, but those are like the main ones. He said, "Okay, well, so it's now ahead. it's done though, right? The app is done, or is no. it every week? No, it's no. not. No, he says no. no. We, we we spent seventy five thousand dollars. We're eight months in, and nothing is done. Is the problem? We got taken. 
by people. No, 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 no. I mean, to where it is right now. Is it completed now? Oh, it is. Oh, yes, absolutely. The I was going to say, like, is- don't do anything else to this. It's perfect. <laughs> oh, buddy. No, you're playing around with, with 2.0. 3.0, we're about a month to two months away from the 3.0 release. You're going to die when you see what we've added into it. It is beautiful. I'm so excited. But well, anyway. as long as you don't take the picture I put and post it on the internet. Yeah, um, I know. I mean, hey, this is this is incredible. Yeah, this is incredible. So, okay, so the 75 grand that yeah. you that you put into it, then you know, then the neighbor helps you out, and then you know, yeah. you guys decide to partner up. Yeah. Yep. He says I've worked with some great teams in Argentina, Ukraine, India. Let me find a good team for you. So he actually went out and vetted a really good team for us in India. We. We teamed up with these guys and we ran with it full bore and it was all day, every day for about a year and a half. And we finally released 1.0 three years ago. It was March 27th, 2017. That was, that was the, the birthday of the app. And yeah. it was amazing. In fact, the first 24 hours that we rolled it out, we had some 25,000 downloads. I mean, it was amazing. And the response is overwhelming because it was... You know, it's funny because when, when you tell someone, especially nowadays, there's over a million apps on the app store. So you tell people, yeah. yeah, I've got an app. Everyone's like, oh, that's so cute. You've got an app. Good for you. That's awesome. I'm like, yeah. no, no, no. I've got, I got a freaking app. You <laughs> like, got the app. This you thing got the is, app. This thing is more robust than you could ever imagine. And, and it costs it cost money. It costs a lot of money to, to get into that development game. It's not cheap. You're going to spend the money, but like you, you, you get what you pay for. And, um, you know, and, and it's true that American developers, they are, they are expensive. Um, they're going to be more expensive than overseas developers. But at the same time, you know, if you've got a really good American team, they're going to get the job done in less time than an overseas team will. So there is a certain break even. You know, because yeah, you might be spending $25 an hour versus $75 an hour here. But at the same time, sometimes overseas, they take three times longer. Yeah, it's interesting. I've got a a buddy who owns a company in Seattle and uh, he was trying to build an app and uh, he's right in between Microsoft and Amazon. And they said, look, if you want to get a developer here, you're going to pay him a couple hundred thousand dollars. For sure. So... Yep. So he decided to go to Vietnam and he got six full-time app developers and he opened an office and he put them all, he's got a big company, put them all working together for the same 200,000. So, you know, outsourcing it makes such a difference as long as you can get, you know, the right people to do it. When is a 3.0 coming out? We're looking at two months from now. Um, okay. the, the designs are done. We're we're going to start, and, but there's there's a few more features that that were that were uh, loading in there that are just going to be they're going to blow your mind. So are they are they secrets at this point? A little bit, yes. But, okay. <laughs> but you know, off offline, I'm happy to tell you all about it. But all right. I I just I I want to save it for the customers. So when they open it up, you know, we've got Easter eggs all over this app, also. So li- cool little features that people get to find all the time, and so we've got a bunch more of these built into 3.0 that are going to be a blast but it's insanely functional we are we're finally opening up where it's going to be integrated with other wearables fitbit apple health google health etc so and it's going to give you real-time information on all this stuff so it'll be it's going to be super cool Cannot wait to see it. All right, we're going to switch gears. We're going to move into the fulfillment part of the show and we're going to talk about some things that you Chris Powell do to be more fulfilled in your life. So I'm going to ask you some questions and these questions may feel like, why the hell is he asking me these questions? These are weird, but just go with it. Okay. Okay. What do, pe- 
<clears throat> what do people often get wrong about you? My height. <laughs> how, t- how tall are you? Oh, I'm five eight, but on TV I look a lot taller. <laughs> and really? so most of the time when people see me in in person, they're like, "Wait, you're just a little." I'm like, "Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm shorter than." I am on TV. And they're like, yeah. Sorry to, sorry to disappoint. That's funny. <laughs> what is an unusual or absurd thing that you love? Mm, sardines out of the can. I love them. I eat them every day. And you know, so, so does my eight-year-old son. He eats them with me. You know what's funny about that? I read a Tim Ferriss blog once and he recommended that. I tried it and I started feeding it to my daughter. She was two. She looked like Flipper. I was like, <laughs> hold a hold a sardine out and she started eating it. There's something to that. And talk all those omega-3 fatty acids, man, that's probably one of the best things you could be feeding her for brain development. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to make out after that, but that's oh, pretty good. You certainly <laughs> don't. I can smell his breath from across the room. And I'm like, and if he smells like that, I wonder what I smell like. <laughs> what is the one goal that you thought when you achieved it, if I could just do this, everything in my life is going to be perfect. And then you got it. And you were like, ah, that really didn't do it. Oh gosh. Well, I would, I would say landing a network television show. That was interesting. Yeah. That, I definitely had lottery syndrome on that one where I'm like, oh, as soon as that happens, everything's, going to be good in my life. <laughs> and it's, 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 an, it's another game. It's another business, just like everything else in life. It's an illusion, isn't it? It always is. Yeah. Yeah. Holly, Hollywood. I'm, I'm right in the middle of it right now. I get it. Yeah. I get it. It's where yep. I live. <laughs> yep. If you could spend one month anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? Oh, wow. Um, one month. <sighs> I would... Gosh, you know, New York City. Yep. Mm. Come to think of it, absolutely. New York City, I love the place. It is just so, I mean, the history, the excitement, just everything. Well, not now. I don't want to go to New York City right now. <laughs> yeah, right. We don't, we don't, I don't want to leave my house right now, but no. yeah, I got it. Neither do I. Um, but yeah, when things calm down, I would lo- I've always told Heidi, I want to move there for just six months. I would love mm. to just go there and just spend six months with the, with the kiddos and everything. And just that city is just amazing. Love it. I grew up there and I, I met a lot of people who moved there for six months, 20 years later. So it's, yeah. uh, it <laughs> right. is absolutely, absolutely addicting. Yeah. Are there any positions or opinions in the last few years, or it could be way back. It doesn't have to be in the last few years that you've changed your mind about substantially. You just, you shifted your position. Like I, I used to think this, but I don't, I don't, as I'm getting older, I don't. Now I think that. Anything come to mind for you? Nothing's co- like nothing specific is coming to mind exactly. But I, I must tell you, as a parent, uh, like before having kids, I always mm-hmm. thought I would parent them in a very specific way. And now having kids, I'm a lot more lenient than I thought I was going to be. And <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> but but I'm also I'm I'm I am definitely strict. But at the same time, I'm way more of a pushover than I than I imagined myself being. Like you know, when you're sitting there at dinner and there's a there's a table right next to you, and these kids are just hellions. And yeah, and you're like, well, what parent does that? Yeah, and you're like, my kids would never do that. And then, <laughs> and, sure, then and then you're the guy. Fast forward a few years, yeah, and you're like, 
hey guys, calm down, calm down. You're making me sing. Just, 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 come on. And then you're like, let's start handing out iPads just to shut them up, right? That's so, so funny. I was just, gonna, I was just going to say the exact same thing. I remember saying, saying to my wife, listen, when we have a kid, she's not going to go here. She's not going to go near an iPad. She's not going to be watching television. Now I go out to a restaurant. I'm like, you sit down, you turn that freaking iPad on, you put those headphones on and don't look at me. I get in the car. Here's your iPad. Shut up. <laughs> With every new level comes a new devil. What are you currently struggling with? Mm, wow. I, um, okay. I'm, I'm struggling with my why. Mm. Yeah. And I, I think it's, it's shifted again because it, it can do that. And I think it's, it's coming back around to what it, what it was 10 years ago. You know, I set out when I was broke, I had nothing. I was living out of my car and I, I set out on this mission to make a positive change in a million lives, right? And I know it, it might sound righteous and everything, and it's not meant to be. It was like, it was just something that helped me overcome a lot of my demons in my past, addiction, et cetera. So I needed a purpose to live for. So I, I even tattooed it down my side, right? And, and then as things started to go with, with opportunity and business and I'm hosting a, a television show and now, you know, business, it, it's so easy for, for the financial gain of things to pull you off course. And before you know it, you're starting to compromise who you are as a person. And, and so I've had some, some, just some powerful moments over the last year or so that have pulled me back down to, no, it's not about that. And I'm not going to compromise that anymore. This is who I am. This is what I set out to do. And it's the one thing that actually brings me true peace. And that's, that's focusing on my mission, which again, it's to make that positive change. And, and that's, I know that early on when you were talking, I, I mentioned just like my, my mission is to, eradicate obesity-related suffering from humanity. For 20 years, I've spent with people who are suffering, who don't have to suffer. And there are solutions that are not invented yet. The innovation, the tools, they're not there yet. So who's going to make them? Why shouldn't I? Why shouldn't I rally these people who can also help create these solutions? And like, why can't we do that? Why does it have to be you know, the obesity. And when I say suffering, I'm not talking about heart disease or diabetes or stroke, although those are our ramifications of, a, of it. But when I say suffering, I'm just talking about just the mental anguish that the most amazing people in the world that I've got to spend the last 20 years with, what they deal with and how they beat themselves up and their just broken spirit and broken integrity and lack of belief in themselves. Like it doesn't have to be like that. And they're there are ways to help people get through that. So I'm on this relentless mission to find those solutions. And that makes me feel good about who I am. Whereas I will be the first to tell you, I got pulled into the financial side of things and it clouded my judgment. 
You know, it sounds to me like your why is not in question. Maybe I'm wrong, but it sounds to me like you're super clear on your why. It's just getting to the why you want to be uncompromising. And I say, fuck it, keep doing what you're doing. Like you are, you're crushing it. Like, you know, I know you want to impact a million lives, right? So this app alone, think about what the, like, think about you had an idea for this app, right? And I am, I am motivated to devote an hour to share that app with as many people as I possibly can because you came up with that, that idea. That is the ripple effect that your why is creating. So I, I, think, I think your why is super clear and inspiring. Thank you. <laughs> you are you are so welcome. Yeah. All right. So I want to move on to the uh, to the last part of the show, which is the rapid fire round. Answer as quickly or as slowly as you like. It's basically a first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Okay. What, what would your friends say is one of your superpowers? Uh, it would be my perseverance. What keeps you up at night, other than the app? I worry about my kids. Do you collect anything or have you collected anything? Yes, I do. Don't hate me. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I, I hope I don't divide the audience here. And I'm so I'm so careful about this. I do collect guns and they're all in Oh, things. oh, well, listen. I, I've divided them before anyway. Who okay. cares? I, I mean, you're going to fall on one side. You're a gun collector. Okay, cool. My whole got family, it. my whole dad's side of the family, they're all big time. And so I got into it when I was a kid. And mm -hmm. yeah. That's my thing. Well, they're beautiful. They're actually, if you if you take away the emotional component of it, the craftsmanship, they're, they're works of art in the same way that anything's a work of art, you know, that somebody puts time into creating. 100%. They fascinated me ever since I was a kid. Fascinated. Yeah, I love that. What do people never ask you, but you wish they did? Oh, wow. Gosh, man, Rob, you're good. <laughs> I, I would say... What are your passions other than fitness? <laughs> That's a great question. What's the answer to that? Airplanes. Other than guns. I love airplanes, actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm obsessed with airplanes. I can't carry on a conversation. Like if, if you and I were sitting in a cafe talking and an airplane flew overhead, I would have to stop and look. I'm, I'm, I don't know what it is. It's like the, that is, airplanes are my squirrels. The All right, I am. Yeah. I'm going to text you. I'm going to find it on TikTok. I have the same weird fascination with airplanes. Oh. And on TikTok, there are two things I'm going to send you. One is a pilot who delivers um, Boeings around the world and he does TikToks uh, flying around the world on the plane. And another one is um, a pilot who films all his takeoffs and landings in the 747. Oh, they're, so they're cool. badass! Dude, I'm gonna I, send you. I'm gonna find them and send you both of them. I will. I will literally waste hours watching those videos. Like I'll just be on YouTube watching landings over and over and over again. Like just just the other day, I was working out watching jet flybys, like the best jet, the best flybys of all time. <laughs> You know, like it's, it's crazy stuff. I, I share that same weird thing. I don't know what that is, but I oh, love it, bro. No, real quick, I'm I'm gonna yeah. post on my Insta story one um, probably in the next couple of days. I most incredible thing. I got to go flying with the Blue Angels once. How did that and, happen? Uh, believe it or not, they were fans of our show of Extreme because they 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 tour in the summer, and so it became their summer kind of tradition. All the guys would get together on Tuesday nights and they would watch my show. So they invited me to come flying with them once and. Bro, I, I'll post it so you can see. Actually, I'll send you the video. It was insane, life-changing. Uh, and, and were you up in an F-35 
14, 15, 16? F- what, what's it F-18. called? F-18. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Went out to El Centro. That's their, El Centro is their winter base where they, where they practice. So I, Did I, they let I, you go up? Oh, yeah. Oh, buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, okay. I almost blacked out three times. It was, it was amazing. Yeah, we did it all. Okay, so um, 20 years ago, one of the guys uh, was my neighbor. He was uh, at Dobbins Air Force Base. I lived in Georgia at the time when I went to uh, college. And um, he, I asked him if I can go on to, I don't remember what it was. It was like an F-15 maybe or 14. Yeah. And he said, well, I can't take you up, but I can let you in there. And I went in the thing and I was like, what is this thing? And he's like, oh, that drops a bomb. I'm like, <laughs> what's that button? He goes, oh, that shoots 1600 rounds per second out of the machine. I was like, are you fucking kidding? I was like, come on. He said, the only person we let up is Jimmy Buffett. You're not getting up. What? And I went, okay. So to hear you tell this story where they loved you, you you're Jimmy Buffett, dude. Oh man. Like this is, this is amazing. It, it was a wild experience, man. Uh, it, absolutely life changing. Um, I'm going to send you the video right after this. And, and I cannot I, wait. When I come out to LA, let's go over to LAX and literally we can just sit there off Sepulveda and watch the airplanes land. Dude, I am I am literally like in the flight path. I'm in Hermosa Beach. And oh, I'm literally my. in the flight path and I watch two of them. Per- anyway, we're geeking out, but I, I, there's I'm so much, bro. So much I could tell you about this. Okay, I got a couple more quick questions. Next one is what one book have you reread the most? Oh gosh. Although I'm gonna sound like such a geek when I say this. Um, so it, it's a book called the I'm looking at it right now, actually. It's the, the Essentials of Strength Training and Conditioning. Um, it's mm. it's a it's a textbook. It's, it's like a freaking 500 page textbook or 600 pages. And um, you gotta read it for the CSCS, it's like the certified strength and conditioning specialist exam, but I, it it goes into so much depth of human physiology and how the body works. It just fascinated me. And um, I mean, I read it a couple of times getting prepared for the exam. And ever since then, it's just been my go-to guide. So I'll find myself just thumbing through it at night, just refreshing my memory on, on how everything works. And I don't know. I, I wish I could say war and peace or something like that, but <laughs> sorry. I, I'm definitely kind of a geek when it comes to this stuff. No, that just tells me that you really live in your passion and you're really into what you do. What is two questions left? The last, uh, the first one is, what is your guilty pleasure? Oh, well, since the quarantine, yeah, dude, I have baked chocolate chip cookies every. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm totally telling on myself right now. <laughs> so, food porn. Food porn. And, I know. And I have not tracked them in my app. <laughs> but I yeah. chocolate chip cookies. I'm not kidding you, Rob. Every four days, I'm baking cookies again. And it they are so delicious. They're gluten-free. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. That. I'm, I'm making excuses now. It doesn't mean that they're healthy. Um, but they're so delicious. And it's just been my thing. And I so, love it. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm watching The Tiger on Netflix, which is insane. Oh, um, I can't I stop too. watching. How many episodes are you? A third. Okay. I, I, I'm, all, I'm, I'm at the end of the second episode. It started off really entertaining on the first episode. Second episode, I'm like, get out of here. This can't be real. Yeah. By the end of the second episode, I'm like, oh my gosh, it is real. How did someone not find these characters before? Like, are you kidding me? It blows my mind. There's a whole subculture of them. Like, unreal. you know, if somebody, if somebody would have said to me, 
hey, look, I'm going to tell you what the future is going to be like. You see this guy on The Apprentice? Yeah, he's going to be a president. No, no, really, he's going to be a president. And then what's going to happen is we're going to have a pandemic and nobody's going to leave the house. But you know what we're going to do? We're going to watch this guy who, who's, a, who's a tiger guy. And the only thing we're going to be able to talk about is this tiger. Yes. I mean, like, oh. it has gotten... I am in the freaking twilight zone right oh. now. This is insane. Okay, oh. last question. Okay, yeah. What one question would you like to ask me? Oh, I love it. What's your why? Well, you know, my why is to help entrepreneurs realize that there's so much more than work. And what I do is I try and do it through interviews on the podcast by being able to share with them that there's so many other sides of your life that is not just entrepreneurship. From uh, an event standpoint, I do two events per year where I take uh, 20 entrepreneurs with me around the world. We, uh, we just got back from uh, the south of France where um, I rented vintage cars for them. We went through the French Riviera and we did some goal setting sessions at a castle while we were sipping champagne. Uh, the next day, I had speedboats waiting for them. We went to Saint-Tropez right, uh, right before this whole thing happened. Uh, we were in uh, Tuscany in Italy. And we did a um, we did a treasure hunt around Florence, and I hired opera singers to teach them about opera. And so, I've I've learned that we can spend our whole lives grinding away and making money, but if we don't service the other part of our life, let's just call it our spirit, then we're going to be dead inside. And so, my why is to wake that side up of the entrepreneur who's asleep. And thinks that the answer is to go from one million to two million to three million to ten million. Yes, yes. Well, you have a gift at at pulling that out of people. I must say, just full disclosure: when Heidi, after Heidi did her her podcast with you, she came back. She said that was hands down the best interview I've I've ever had because he just exudes positive energy, and we had so much fun. And I was like, oh, that is. Awesome. So she came back and she was just singing the praise about you and having the having this be the first time that you and I are actually really like engaging and going back and forth. Man, you you do have that positive energy. I can just feel it, man. You're a good Thanks. person. And please Thanks. keep doing what you're doing because those entrepreneurs out there, they they need you because for the most part, they can be a very unbalanced bunch. <laughs> Thanks. I, I will. I, and listen, your wife made it easy. The first thing we talked about was um, how you guys did 30 days of sex. So that was an easy way to start. <laughs> right. We'll leave it at that. And everybody's <laughs> going to have to listen to that episode to see what that means. Well, right. Chris, um, thank you so much for everything. Do you have any final words, suggestions, or an ask for the people that are listening? Oh, gosh. No, it was an absolute pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Um, well, you know what? I tell you what. So check this out. I, I'm not sure um, exactly when this is going out, but at the same time, um, I'm doing Good Morning America tomorrow morning and I'm giving away 30 days for free on our app. So if anyone out there actually wants to try it, guys, we're not, we don't, because of this whole situation, we shut down the paywalls and all that other good stuff. So we're just opening it up. So if, if any of your listeners want, to try it out, um, I've, I've got a texting code. They can do it and they can just try it for free for 30 days. It, can I give that to them? Yeah, of course you can. What I'll do is I'll bump this up to the front of the line so we can get it out fast. Oh, beautiful. It's a, no worries at all. So the, the text in is 833-200-7099. 
That number is 833-200-7099. And if you just use the code GMA30, then you're going to get 30 days for free on the app. So, you got um, it. Yeah. So I apologize. I, if, I, it would be Rob 30 if I had a chance to go in there and change it. <laughs> listen, it, it, would have to, it would have to be Rob 53, but I understand yeah, what you're saying. There you go. Well, listen, dude, thank you so much for everything. Thank you, my friend. Much appreciated. Keep, keep changing lives, brother. All right. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live. 